Chapter 21 Maverick Once we were dressed and presentable, Bo and I returned downstairs to greet the ladies properly. I tried desperately to will away my blush, but it didn't work. Apparently, these women formed the Ribs, or Rabbit Island Book Club, of which Mimi had been a founding and beloved member. Throughout the course of the afternoon visit, I began to get the sense the book club spent more time drinking wine than discussing books. I realized Aunt Tilly would have felt right at home with this crew, despite the floral dresses and white cotton cardigans. The women fluttered and fawned, telling me stories about when I was little and remembering things Mimi had told them about me. The whole thing started to wear me down after a while, until I felt myself strung tight with emotion. My responses and interactions became shorter and shorter until I wasn't sure I could speak any longer without screaming or bursting into tears like a child. General had patted over to me and sat on my feet, resting his gray muzzle on my knee and giving me sad puppy eyes on top of everything. It wasn't helping. At one point, Bo put his hand on my shoulder and said, Don't you have a phone call you're supposed to make at four o'clock? I looked at him funny, until I realized he handed me an excuse to leave the room. After noticing it was five minutes till four on the mantel clock, I stood up and cleared my throat. Yes, <clears throat> thanks for reminding me. Sorry to duck out, ladies, but thank you so much for coming, I said as sweetly as I could. I turned and made for the stairs, taking them two at a time until I was safely in my room, face in a pillow on the bed. I began to recognize the subtle ebbs and flows of the emotional tide I was caught in there on Rabbit Island, periods of fun interspersed with moments of childhood memory that, if I wasn't careful, turned brutal. Each time those moments had happened so far, I'd been able to dodge them, but I began to feel like it was going to come at me one of these days in a way I wouldn't be able to dodge anymore, and the thought terrified me. I tried to focus on breathing for a while, as I contemplated whether or not to allow myself to doze off, my body decided for me. When I awoke, there was a familiar man wrapped around me, like a boa constrictor. Bo snored lightly against the back of my neck, and I had to bite my tongue to keep from laughing. Instead, I turned carefully until I faced him. He made a noise and moved to accommodate my change in position, but stayed asleep. Our legs were twisted together, and one of his hands rested on my waist. I took time to study him. He'd gotten sun on his face that day. His nose was red, and there were slight creases where laugh lines would be when he got older. His bottom lip was fuller than his top lip, and they were parted slightly to give me a glimpse of the tips of his front teeth. One of his eyebrows had a slight streak of blonde in it you would only notice if you were looking carefully, and there was a small scar in his hairline that made me wonder what had caused it. He was perfect. My chest felt tight, and I wanted to kick myself. The last time I fell for someone, I ended up getting duped by a lying, cheating loser at Christmas. But this felt different. Very different. I couldn't help but brush my hand along the side of his sleeping face.
cradling his cheek and brushing my thumb lightly across his bottom lip. He pulled his lip in to scratch it with his top teeth, and I leaned in to kiss him. Mm. He mumbled sleepily against my mouth. I smiled and continued pressing small, soft kisses into his mouth and then down onto his neck and behind his ear. He wrapped both arms around me and buried his face in my neck.